Locked On Podcast Network and Radio.com present Locked On Today. Sunday was a holiday for the Milwaukee Bucks. Is this the year the best player in baseball wins something? Plus, a Drew Brees video that has people wondering if he's really done playing football. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Drew Holiday returned for the Milwaukee Bucks, who outscored the Clippers 28-19 in the fourth quarter in a 105-100 win over the L.A. Clippers. Kane Pittman from Locked On Bucks joining us now. And Kane, this was a game that came down to stars versus stars, and we saw the the Bucks stars come alive in the fourth quarter. What was your impression of how the Bucks were able to find ways to get Giannis and, and Middleton to go toe-to-toe with Kawhi and, and Paul George. Yeah, this was an awesome game uh, right off the, off the top. I'll say that. They're very, very enjoyable. And, and really, either way this game went, I think you were going to walk away and feel like you were watching two uh, pretty damn good teams and two teams mm-hmm. that have high expectations. But certainly Giannis. I mean, you, you touched on, on Chris as well, and he was certainly vital with his playmaking, which I think has become seriously underrated. He, is, he racked up another eight assists in this one. But Giannis, the 17 points, that he had in the fourth quarter and particularly putting the exclamation mark on it with the big dunk is just a continuation of really a guy that has been in MVP form for the whole of February. He's averaging over 30 points per game in that stretch, a 30-point double-double in that stretch, I should say. And I think the point you made about stars, I think that, again, we saw the benefit the Bucks are going to get from having Drew Holiday, who, by his own admission, was not feeling the best in this game, sort of shaking up the rust, and I think that we could all see that. But when you get to the final play where Giannis gets the dunk, that probably wouldn't happen in the past because you have Chris and uh, Giannis in that action. But in this instance, you're able to use Drew Holiday. He's a smart player. He's going to make the right play. He kicked the ball out to the corner. And then Chris Middleton's the guy receiving the ball on the ball swing, and then it opened up. So, yeah, I think if you're a Bucks fan, you have to walk away feeling good about your your top three players and how they can execute down the stretch. Giannis, while, while the Bucks were in the midst of, of a losing streak uh, earlier in the month, he he said, "Look, this is this is just part of the growing pains of making some of the changes that they were making. I mean, they they tweaked their offense, especially with Drew Holiday. They tweaked their defense, all with the goal of being more versatile in the playoffs. Are we starting to see now some of that hard work pay off? Because there was a stretch where it was like, oof, I don't know what, what what's going on there. But you know, we've we've really started to see their level of play pick up, punctuated by this game." Yeah, I mean, to me, the five-game losing streak, I mean, it wasn't ideal. It was funny, Drew Holiday actually mentioned in the post-game that he thought maybe it was the best thing that could possibly happen. I'm not sure if I'm willing to go that far. (laughs) The one thing I will say say is that Drew Holiday wasn't playing them. And I I think if we're being realistic, the Bucs aren't going anywhere this season if they don't have a healthy Chris Giannis and Drew Holiday. Those three are the guys. So for me, it was always like, well, what do I actually take away from these losses, understanding that this isn't the same team that you're going to see in the postseason. But certainly, again, the offensive execution for mine, their ability to incorporate all three guys, particularly in a half-court setting, that's been the problem in the past. They haven't been able to score against elite defensive teams like the Clippers with versatile uh, wings like Kawhi and Paul George. They just haven't been able to score. And tonight we saw them able to 
at least generate easy shot opportunities, even if not all of them went down, which was kind of the case for both teams. They didn't shoot the ball too well. He's one of the best to ever play baseball, but is this the year he finally actually wins? That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. Just because the NFL is over doesn't mean there still aren't plenty of ways for you to make some money betting on your sports knowledge. And there's one place that has you covered, one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. And right now, when you sign up for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. That means they will give you money just for putting money in your account. It couldn't be easier. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. There's NBA to bet on, college basketball. Baseball is going to be here before you know it. Hockey, golf is a blast to gamble on. And when you go to betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on, you will get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Warriors at Lakers is usually a must-watch Sunday night matchup. Not so much this year. Anthony Irwin here for Locked On Lakers as the Lakers take care of business against the Golden State Warriors 117 to 91. They're able to get LeBron James some rest. He only plays 24 minutes in this one. Dennis Schroeder was again fantastic and uh, continues to be the shot in the arm they needed. And uh, Damian Jones got some run in this one because the Lakers were up by a zillion in, in the second half. He comes in and, and, and does the kind of things that the Lakers need for him to do, quite frankly. Just be super athletic, be long, be a lob threat, and do all of those things. And, and it was nice to see that uh, back as a weapon since they lost all of that, basically, from uh, in losing JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. So again, the Lakers beat the Golden State Warriors 117-91. to It was not nearly even that close. Uh, nice, comfortable win here for a team that, that really desperately needs as much rest as they could possibly get LeBron over the course of these last few games before the All-Star break. The number four Ohio State Buckeyes had been on a rough stretch and it continued Sunday. Just listen to Jay Stevens from Locked on Buckeyes explain what happened. Not one. Mm-mm. Not even two. Mm-mm-mm. But three. That is the number of consecutive losses the Ohio State Buckeyes currently have. The latest comes in a contest against the Iowa Hawkeyes, a top 10 team of their own, where Iowa beat Ohio State 73 to 57. You heard me correctly. You have probably watched at least one Ohio State game this year, and they only put up 57 points. Probably unexpected from you. It's definitely unexpected from me and it's going to be very hard for Ohio State to beat anybody and I mean anybody in college basketball when they only put up 57 points to hear more on the Ohio State Buckeyes subscribe to Locked On Buckeyes part of the Locked On Podcast Network because your boy has a lot to say about your team coming at you every single day. Portland Trailblazers guard Anthony Simons and Indiana Pacers rookie Cassius Stanley are expected to join New York Knicks rookie Obi Toppin in the slam dunk contest, which will take place at halftime of the All-Star Game on March 7th. And I cannot promise I will not make any jokes about Obi Toppin the rest of the field. I'm so sorry. 
Orioles Trey Mancini made his first appearance in a baseball game since being diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. He missed the entire 2020 season in recovery today. As spring training was underway, Mancini received a standing ovation from the Orioles and the Pirates dugout as he approached the batter's box for the first time. After the game, he reflected on that incredible moment. It was amazing. I um, almost teared up a little bit. I'm not going to lie. When I was up there and, um, you know, everybody um, gave me a standing ovation. And, um, you know, I saw the guys on the field clapping on the Pirates and in their dugout. And, and of course, our team and all our fans. And it um, meant the world to me. So, um, yeah, it was a really, really cool moment and one of my favorite moments of my baseball career. Here is another story you need to know. If it weren't for Patrick Mahomes, Mike Trout would be the highest paid player in American sport. And yet, the Angels are plus 5,000 to win the World Series. Joining me now, the host of Locked on Angels, Brent McGuire. And Brent, this is something that I think a lot of non-hardcore baseball fans are not going to quite understand. How, how it could be that the best player in baseball really... Like unanimously, this is this is not controversial at all that Mike Trout is the best player, one of the best players ever. And yet he doesn't elevate his team the way that players in other sports do. So for those of of our listeners who are not hardcore baseball fans, why is that? I think from the basic level, it's a different sport. So when you're comparing him to LeBron or Patrick Mahomes, whoever it is from another sport. Those guys are going to impact that sport more directly from what they do. In baseball, Mike Trout on a good day is going to come up and bat four times, might make a couple plays in the field. So even if this dude is hitting a couple home runs in a game, it really matters what the rest of the team is doing. So you couple that with the fact that the Angels have not been a good franchise around Mike Trout for the last decade. And it's very easy to see why they've struggled so much because the fact that the team has not been able to put even a 500 team around Mike Trout. I know Angels fans are very sick and tired of hearing this. They haven't won a playoff game with Mike Trout. They haven't made it to the playoffs since 2014, and they haven't finished above 500 for the past half decade. And it's just, it's perplexing. It's not a matter of not trying. The team has consistently spent money to do so, but they just have not been able to do what they need to do around Mike Trout for the last uh, eight or nine years of his career. Is it too cynical to suggest that keeping Mike Trout is more about maintaining profit margins than it is winning baseball games? You know, it, that's a great question. I do think there's a financial aspect to the way they've constructed teams with Mike Trout. You look at the guys like Albert Pujols and Josh Hamilton, Anthony Rendon. These are big time names that people know about, but it's not necessarily they're doing the other things that are necessary to build those sustainable winners when you're not drafting and developing when you're not looking for a long-term outlook for your uh, building your organization when it's all about these big flashy moves and then you're not doing the other necessary things to supplement your roster it can be very easy to get it's a fall victim to trying to go for like the big splash rather than trying to actually win games which at the end of the day that's what you're trying to do as a franchise yeah, I think management in a lot of sports underestimates how much winning actually can contribute to your fan base caring and spending money on your team. They think, oh, superstars, when actually what a lot of fans want is to cheer for a good team. No doubt. And I think what's so crazy about this is if you go if you go way back to when the Angels were actually very good and consistently 
one of the best teams year in and year out, those teams did not really have superstars. They had a team full of very solid to good players in a good farm system. And they had this just ever churning machine of bringing up talent, but they didn't have a Mike Trout. And it's very, uh, it's a little contradicting to see the direction that they're going right now, where it's very, very top heavy, but there's not a lot of depth behind it because that's not the way that it used to be for the angels. Drew Brees back working out. Is he coming back? And what does that mean for the Saints? We'll discuss in our cue of the day next. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And why not? When you've got names like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, German chocolate, salted caramel, double chocolate, all of these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. And yet, they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. It is a miracle of modern science. I'm telling you these things are the best. I have tried every protein bar on the market in my life. Nothing holds a candle to Built Bar. They truly are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. Most of us were operating under the assumption that Drew Brees was going to take his 2021 offseason, head into his broadcasting career, and let the Saints go into whatever the next phase of this franchise is. Except now he's pushing a sled in a workout video, and there are questions about whether or not he wants to come back. Joining me now from Lockdown Saints and Lockdown NFL, Ross Jackson. Ross, what do the Saints do if Breeze comes back to them and says, just kidding, guys, I'm not going to retire. I want to try and run this back and go win a Super Bowl because I just saw Tom Brady do it in his 40s. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing you do is is prepare for the media onslaught that's going to come with that. But <laughs> the other part of it is that you have to you have to figure out what to do with his contract, right? And I'm sure that him coming back and deciding to come back would already sort of have that in mind that would already sort of be in place. But that would be one of the biggest questions left to answer is what is going to happen with the contract? Because he took that $23 million, a little bit, essentially $24 million pay cut this offseason to lessen the cap right. hit for the Saints, reduced his base salary to the vet minimum $1.075 million. Ain't no way he's playing on that if he comes back. Sean Payton has said we think Taysom Hill is a starter, potentially the future of this franchise. When when Brett Favre, back in the day, said, I'm retired, and then now I want to come back, the Packers said, we got a guy. Right. And that worked out for them. Could the Saints be in the same position? Because Sean Payton has said, we got a guy. Yeah, I mean, they could potentially do that. They could potentially say, well, you can not retire, but you ain't going to not retire here. <laughs> and then they can let him go. But I wouldn't see them doing that. Like, I, I, I have a hard time picturing a reality in which this franchise does that to not only Drew Brees, but the Drew Brees that he has been for this team, right? He has been such an important landmark and important cornerstone of this franchise that if the agreement was that Drew Brees is coming back, then maybe the agreement is, okay, you can come back for 2021. But after that, we really have to reevaluate how this affects the team moving forward. It's not as simple as this, mm -hmm. but if I'm looking at it going, okay, I can have Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill plus 20 plus million in, in dollars that I'm not spending 
it would be hard for me to say that that's not the best way forward for the Saints. I understand that the Saints are not truly in that position because of what Drew Brees means sure. to this franchise, even mm-hmm. if on paper, that seems like the smart call here. Yeah, I mean, if you take it all the way down to brass tacks, you eliminate sentimental value, you eliminate those other sort of intangible parts of the process, it makes a lot more sense for the Saints to move forward with a cheaper quarterback and then more money to continue to build their roster. That's just sort of the 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 brass tax business side of the decision if they were to decide to go that way. So it would make sense to make that decision based simply on what you are allowing this team to be outside of investing all of that money into the quarterback position, which is a situation the Saints have not been in for a quite a long time because they've ridden it out with this quarterback for 15 years and have built the team around him and, and sort of in addition to his contract, as opposed to being one of those teams that has had the advantage of having the cheap quarterback and then be able to build around young talent. It would be ironic that the team for the last five to 10 years that has gone all in every year for Drew Brees would finally say, actually, just kidding, we're going to start building for the future. Yeah. It was the final round of the WGC Workday Championship on Sunday, and many of the golfers decided to wear the signature Sunday red in honor of Tiger Woods, who was still recovering from multiple surgeries after his horrific car accident last week. Tiger tweeted this on Sunday. It is hard to explain how touching today was when I turned on the TV and saw all the red shirts. To every golfer and every fan, you are truly helping me get through this tough time. The tournament was won by 24-year-old Colin Morikawa, who joins Woods as the only other player to have a major championship and World Golf Championship title before age 25. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Tuesday, how will Zion Williamson do up against the NBA's best defense? That's coming up, so at least until tomorrow. Stay locked on today.